Welcome into OESA's Automotive Insiders. I'm Jason Stein, president of Motor Minds and host of SiriusXM's Cars and Culture on Business Channel 132. There are lingering questions around electrification that continue to shroud the industry in uncertainty. The connected vehicle, in coordination with EV advancement, will present unique opportunities for suppliers, automakers, and the industry as a whole. But there are uncertain moments, to be sure. Software and the human-machine interface are all areas for opportunity and expansion, but potential obstacles remain. Among them, how will electrification impact the need for vehicle connectivity? Are consumers asking for specific digital features in EVs that were not apparent previously? What does the market look like moving forward, and how will the consumer experience be shaped? Microsoft is working on these solutions in order to arrive at a set of guideposts or mile markers in the journey to find better solutions for an uncertain future. John Stenlake is Microsoft's Director of Vehicle Innovation and Mobility within the company's worldwide automotive mobility and transportation industry. He joins me today as a guest on OESA's Automotive Insiders. John, uh, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you? I'm fine, Jason. How are you doing? Excellent. Uh, let's talk about some uh, subjects that are top of mind in the industry uh, at this point. We'll start with electrification, which of course is on everyone's mind, it seems, on a regular basis. In yes. your view, John, how will the electrification of vehicles impact the need for vehicle connectivity? Nobody really talks about that connectivity piece of it, but I know you're thinking a lot about it. Yeah, uh, well, well, thank you, thank you, Jason. Great question. So, um, yeah, obviously EVs are next-generation vehicle platforms. And they're based a lot more on electronics and software. Um, and although obviously there's still mechanicals in the car, the fact is there's a lot less dependency on the traditional mechanical systems that you find in ICE vehicles, which evolved before we had electronic controls and connectivity. So that means that you know EVs ultimately are mostly software-based. And therefore, that increases the scope of data gathering. It also increases the expectations that the consumer has in terms of a more software orientated human machine interface. Also, the battery, the management of things like battery performance and life is, is quite a sort of nuanced area. It's quite critical to the efficiency and the sustainability and the economics of the electric vehicle. And the evolution of this, you know, from generation to generation is being driven by data that's being collected from the vehicles, how to do better thermal management, you know, how to do set better thresholds, how to deliver the right sort of charging solutions. Um, and so that's a really important play for, um, you know, for, for connectivity and data. And also the screen-based interfaces of these vehicles tend to have more regular updates than older designs. You have these big flat screens. They're very sort of orientated towards, um, uh, uh, you know, sort of touch screens and such like. And, and therefore people's expectations, again, are that they're going to have updates with similar frequencies to those which they see for consumer products. HMI and software at the forefront of so much that's changing. But are there particular digital features that let's say consumers who are more oriented to electric vehicles are asking for? It's actually quite interesting. At a consumer level, there's not a big difference between features being demanded, for, but between EV and other drivers. Their overall expectations, though, are higher, you know, whereas I think in, in sort of some, some cases of 
ICE cars even on the market today. Um, you know, prior generation levels of connected service and driver support might be sufficient. For new EVs, people want fully connected entertainment. They want vehicle support services because the market and the vehicle interface suggests that this is the model that they should have. In general, consumers want to be more informed in smart ways, how their vehicle is performing, uh, to better interact appropriately with it when not in the car via apps, to better make their best use of time in the vehicle, whether that be better navigation and avoiding traffic, entertainment features, or better ways of continuing with their digital lives and planning their physical activities. The real differentiating point, though, for EVs, and we hear it actually from OEMs and other stakeholders on the consumer's behalf, is having more and better organized charging capacity. There's no doubt that outside more private networks like Tesla, there is a challenge to make sure there's enough charging capacity available for all the new EVs coming onto the roads. Most EV drivers today have charged mostly at home, and the population sort of self-selects for that. But if you can't do that because you live in an apartment, say, or you make longer journeys and need fast ch charging en route, keeping your vehicle charged can be a challenge. And this would be slowing adoption if it were not for the fact that most EV makers are, are already capacity constrained. So, for example, VW has already sold all of their 2022 EV production. And so if you want an EV from VW, you're going to have to wait till next year um, or buy one on the used market if you can find one. You know, so we need digital networks of increasingly smart, interconnected charging solutions with a variety of physical form factors to solve this problem. And we're working with some of our partners, both in the automotive and transportation space, but also in the energy space and retail and, and smart buildings as well to try to make this happen. So let's look ahead. Uh, let's look down the road just a little bit. What's coming in the future that's going to shape the market even further, John? So coming now and expanding in the future is increasing levels of autonomy within the vehicle. For all new cars in many markets, not just EVs, we already have legislation demanding increased levels of driver assistance or what's usually known as ADAS uh, systems. And automakers are hard at work evolving vehicles that are increasingly capable of more self-drive or autonomous behavior. And you read about it with things like GM Supercruise and Ultra Cruise and uh, Tesla's Autopilot and yada, yada, yada. And regulators are beginning to get to grips with how they might allow autonomous driving on the road within defined parameters. We've already seen some very positive legislation in that regard in Germany, for example. Um, so correspondingly, once we get to vehicles that can, for periods of time, drive themselves without constant supervision, you know, so not having to keep your hands on the wheel at all times, as you typically do today, this frees drivers to do what passengers can already do, take advantage of more infotainment features in the vehicle, could be stream content, audio content, communications and productivity, retail interactions, or even getting some rest or sleep. One application concept for the fully autonomous car is longer overnight car journeys as opposed to having to fly, which obviously depends on the route. So if there's a big body of water in, the, in between, that may not work. Right. There's another big shift coming in the marketplace away from individual car ownership, starting with leasing and rental and now subscriptions for vehicles and moving more towards use of shared vehicles, whether that's in a ride-hailing model like Uber or Ola today, or vehicle sharing such as Zipcar and other similar schemes. Um, as this continues, it's likely that many people in cities won't own cars, but will consume them as part of connected multimodal transportation services. 
So what's Microsoft's role in that domain and how can you help the industry? Yeah, it's a good one. Um, there's been a big shift in the automotive and transportation industry as things have become more digital in nature. We're no longer partnering mostly with IT inside the organizations, building and using vehicles, as we're partnering now with the core business who are asking us, our partners and our competitors, for advice and help as they plan their digital transformations. This particular industry is at the nexus of a perfect storm of change brought about by connectivity, autonomy, shared mode transportation and electrification or CASE, if you want an acronym, um, as well as increasing pressures from the need for sustainability, supply chain challenges, increasing levels of regulatory pressure and continuous innovation, bringing in new entrants and increased competition from new regions, as well as new markets opening up. Because we don't compete with our customers or seek to procure or exploit their data, we can serve them as close partners. Ultimately, we're just an experienced scale technology partner who has transformed its own business over the past several years. And there's an increasing level of trust or neutral provider status for Microsoft emerging from this dynamic, which helps people feel comfortable about working closely with us. And then more specifically, the automotive and transportation business is immense. If we just look at cars, ignoring trucks and all other forms of vehicles, there are 1.5 billion in use worldwide. So if you think about within a few years, all of those 1.5 billion or more vehicles being connected and streaming back increasingly more data, and then you want to extract the value of that data through analytics, AI and simulations, this needs massively scaled and performant infrastructure and services. And that's one place where we come in. But we're also deeply connected with the industry and working in these partnerships strategically with OEMs, with tier ones, with ISVs, with many different stakeholders within the value chain. And we can help catalyze, educate and organize to accelerate some of the new thinking and new opportunities fueled by the digital revolution. So with our partners, we have existing solutions in many relevant areas, including connected vehicle platforms, autonomous solutions, data sharing and monetization, customer experience, manufacturing. And we're working on exciting areas like electrification, as I mentioned before, and smart mobility systems. So an evolving world, John, of the connected vehicle. Any concluding thoughts on where the road leads us? Everything innovative in the mobility and transportation space arguably starts with a connected vehicle and being able to leverage all of the data that is collected, which is where increasingly capable, scalable and secure platforms are needed. And the ability to then share this data with other stakeholders becomes fundamental to really fuel change across the whole of the value chain. Once those building blocks are in place, the sky is the limit in terms of how the industry will transform and morph to meet new challenges. For example, we foresee the evolution of intelligent transportation systems where within a given domain, let's say a city, the various forms of transport available can be increasingly coordinated and interconnected to meet demand, but without overcapacity and waste, driving much improved sustainability economic viability for operators, and great experience and inclusivity for travelers and recipients of freight alike. 
And this will be driven by urban mobility data hubs where lots of information will be exchanged in near real time and leverage them by smart integrated sort of dispatch and coordination services and smart multimodal journey planning and execution apps. As a small example, if you shop online today, you might be familiar with the scenario that different carriers deliver packages from different vendors to every address multiple times a day, which increases congestion in city streets as well as diminished convenience for everybody. But if a smart distribution system marshaled the relative, relevant packages together by address, one delivery of everything per day, per address, would be much more convenient, sustainable and efficient. And some cities are already beginning to plan such solutions. We look forward to helping drive the scale data networks that will underpin these kinds of approaches. An exciting future, as always, in the automotive world. John Stenlake, thank you so much for outlining all of this for us. Thank you very much, Jason. It's been a pleasure. That's this episode of Automotive Insiders. Remember to follow the program wherever your favorite podcast appears. And thanks again to John Stenlake, Microsoft's Director of Vehicle Innovation and Mobility within the company's worldwide automotive mobility and transportation industry. Thanks for listening to OESA's Automotive Insiders. I'm Jason Stein, and we'll talk to you again next time.